Mr. Cohen. Mr. Ibanez. Hey. How, are you? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Well, that's great to hear. How about you? Amazing. It's a beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona day today. Feels good. Energy in the air. Ready to. Justin, how old are you? One years old. How old? Yeah, I'm having trouble hearing you, buddy. Are you, are you in a good spot? Hello, 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 hello. <clears throat> yeah, you're getting uh you're getting aliened out a little bit. Do you Oh really? Yeah, are you uh do you got your bars? Yeah. Okay, you seem to be better now. Let me see if that let me see if that works. Yeah. So uh my my uh my good friend, my brother from the other. This is uh this is F one. Off to a uh off to a perfectly poignant start here, uh, you know, because because Justin, the motherfucking forties are for motherfucking doing, right? I so, hear you. So we ain't letting uh, we ain't letting no technology uh, get in our way of some doing, are we? No way. No no defeat around us. That's easy stuff to get through. Yeah. So I, I feel a uh, a slight uh, ode to the medium to at least express one time. If it's the only time we ever do this, that would be fine by me. But for at least one time in posterity's sake, to try to imagine uh, what uh, we, you know what we want this to be, right? So right. my my. Uh, my prayer, my spirit, uh, is that there is a space that's carved out for as often as we uh, choose to uh, to sort of sort of dip into it and occupy it to curate a very healthy, very necessary conversation about where we're at right now, what we want. 40 to mean to us. So I'm actually days away from clicking the clock to 41. Uh, you got a couple more days there in front of me. And what I've noticed is that, you know, for me, the 20s, the 20s were for having fun. And Lord knows you and I did the damn thing, brother. Okay. We left it all in the court. And the 30s, they seemed like they were more for figuring it all out, like really immersing and steeping into the, the process of, of learning and, and getting caught up to speed and, you know, like, like just, you know, just, just, just totally putting in, you know, the long hours, the endless books, the podcasts, the, uh, the seminars, the gurus, the teachers. And there's an intoxicating element to that where, once you kind of start in that process and down that path, it almost seems like 
you'll never end. And there's definitely an absolute truth to that. You, you will never end. All of life is for learning. But the, the seductive, intoxicating thing that I think that we have to operate as a pattern interrupt is that if you don't actually start doing it at any point in time, you could just spend your whole life feeling like you're never enough and that it's not time yet. It's not ready to start. And so I'd love for this to be a time capsule, uh, Justin, you know, for you, I, or anybody else we choose to bring into this forum of basically saying, you know what, man, so, so let's, let's talk about the doing. I couldn't agree more. I feel like that, that's, that's what we, that's what we need to focus on. And, and we don't want that to pass that idea to pass us up because I'm already into my second year of being 40 and I feel that my I feel the purpose but I don't feel that I necessarily have focus on the purpose Mm. and I don't want that time to just go by and then because it feels like the 40s are going by the fastest and um, I definitely, I, I, I can appreciate really identifying what the, what the 40s are meant for when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to doing, because it's, if the 40s should be the culmination of the 20s and 30s. And, hmm. and that, you know, just like you said, taking, taking all the, the education and taking all the the conversations and taking all the emotions and then really putting it together and creating experience around the forties that are, are really unforgettable and are really Im- impactful for us and impactful for the people that we come into contact with every single day. So I definitely appreciate this conversation because I think it's something that I needed to make sure that, I don't lose track of my focus and my purpose in my forties, you know, and, and uh, I think consciously we always need to kind of step back and go, okay, what, what are we doing? And, you know, what's the meaning behind all the hard work and all the emotions and all the roller coasters that we've, that we've gone through. And I think it's really, like you stated, I think it's really to come together and, and, and create the, the most, you know, the most nourishing experience possible for uh, us and our families. So I love it. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious, man. I'm, I'm almost just kind of thinking out loud. Um, when like, okay, let's do this. So like, let's imagine that it's one year in the future. And you're looking back fondly on the, the amount of investments you made inside of this, this conversation, this time capsule, right? And you, 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 know, you, you chose to be fully vulnerable, you know, heart wide open, pure love, and give everything you could to this space to be able to get back out of it what you could possibly hope for in your wildest dreams, Right. So, so I'm I'm sorry. One second, man. I'm I'm actually on the, I'm on the phone right now. Sorry. 
I'm not sure. <clears throat> well, that's real life right there, brother. I mean, that's like a real, <laughs> I mean, I could do like an on the street interview right now. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't feel comfortable enough to be rude to tell them, uh, I can't have a conversation with them. But so but back to that, that thought, right? So, so total blue sky, total utopia, right? Right. You look back one year, like what would that look like? Like what happens when you imagine that? And I'm hesitant to say, what do you get out of it? Because you're smart enough to know now at 42 that it's what you put into it. But like, how would you know if it went well? Oh, how would I know? I, I feel like at this point of, of my life, you know, I, I get my nourishment from the responses that I'm getting from the people around me and how I'm impacting the, the people in my family and the people in my business. I think that the twenties and thirties, you're, you're locked in way more about the I and the mm, me. Well said. And the, and the ego and, you know, everything that revolves around you and your experiences and, you know, it's this, this shift changes, you know, as you grow and, and, you know, you're, you feed off of different energies. And, you know, I know that a lot of my, a lot of the, a lot of the experiences that I have at this point in my life where I look and go, man, that felt really good. That was something that I, I continue to reflect on. That was a situation that I came out of feeling like, you know, that, that I, I felt this like unstoppable energy. It's mm. it usually, it, it's usually not solo experiences anymore. And it's, it's mm. usually, it, they're usually experiences where I, you know, where I'm dealing with my, my family or where I'm in a situation at work. And, you know, mm. I feel like I'm able to take, you know, my, you know, the, the, the history of my life and formulate that into, um, into, uh, kind of, kind of a coaching or educational, um, you know, format to, to, to connect with, with other people that are close to me and help them, you know, kind of go through their twenties and thirties. And, you know, it's not around it. My, my, my joy and my happiness at this point, it's not around, it's not a, it doesn't happen around you know, going out or going, you know, or, or, you know, buying something, you know, it's much more of an emotional experience for me at this point. So that's, really... you know, that's, an, that's, that's an interesting thing right there too, to thread on, because I heard you say a bunch of stuff. I want to unpack some of that, but like, isn't it cool that when, you know, at the forties, you're starting to get to the point where it's, you know, at 20, like you're just trying to figure out how you're going to get enough money for lunch and dinner that day. You know what I mean? Like yep. you got college going on, you know, you're, you're maybe hustling some shit on the side or whatever. But like when you get to this level, it starts becoming interesting because don't you notice that you're making votes with your dollar, you know, similar to how the most precious commodity is time. Right. But like now it's like everything that goes out, it's like you want it to have to serve both masters, 
Yep. There's the obvious element, but then there's like the purposeful, meaningful element where I want to create experiences more than I want things. Is that right? Is that kind of what's true for you too? A hundred percent. But, and I want experiences with, uh, uh, around people that also want experiences that, mm. that value experiences that we can go down it together that are, that show the same vulnerability in conversation mm. and mm. are able to absorb everything and, and, and not have guards up. And, you know, mm. that's not always realistic, but, you know, if you're conscious of, 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 you know, it, it, you know, part of our, I think my, my role is to help people that are around me kind of lower their guards and to embrace life a little bit differently and, mm. you know, be able to share, you know, share the, the, you know, share what's real for me now and what's not. Cause a lot of times, a lot of the people that, that I come into contact with every day, they, they don't really have, you know, a, a ton of relationships in their life where there is that open vulnerability and there is that open conversation and that dialogue that helps them expose, you know, reality as opposed to just what they, what they see coming out of their eyes. And, um, and, uh, you know, I, I yes, I, 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 I totally, I, I totally agree with you that, uh, you know, that this is, this is, you know, this is, this is the time where you're, where you're really embracing the, the experience and that there is no, you know, the, the materialistic, the materialistic choices, like th th those are, th those feelings go, go really quick mm -hmm. and uh, they don't really stick on to your, the, the full, they don't really connect to the, the pieces of your personality and, and mm. your life that you mm. needed to, to stick to, to, mm. to have, to resonate, you know, and uh, continue to move forward. So, well, what I, what I heard you say is uh, that when you look back, you, you see this investment here in yourself, in this, this space to be more about the people around you and the, uh, the people who are affected most by the decisions you make and uh, younger people, even, you know, people going through their version of the twenties and even thirties, instead of a kind of being almost like a mentor in some ad hoc respect. And uh, is that true? Did I, did I hear you correctly? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, here, here's what comes up for me when I, when I hear you say that is that as I look at this, conversation we're having today and the fact that we chose to record this is an interesting uh, thread like you and i uh, we go way back you know we met in college san diego state you know fucking who yeah aztec alums right yep. and then and then and then you know our relationship budded and to some really cool shit you know like we we you know <clears throat> we were responsible for a lot of really good parties <laughs> Uh, in the sense that we were, you know, the DJ troupe and stuff going through that phase of our lives. And then when we grew up a little bit more, we ended up sort of factioning. You splintered off to uh, Arizona. You're building a restaurant, bar, nightclub, uh, empire with all kinds of really cool shit going on under your resume. I stayed here local, built up a, a real estate consulting firm here in town. 
Uh, and, you know, what's interesting is that we've been having these conversations the whole time. Yeah. And what's different is that we chose to curate. Yep. I... And, that's, and, that's, and that's an interesting thread. It, it plays almost, in one sense, haplessly, but in another sense, beautifully by design into that concept that you're weaving, which is why? Like, like why? You know, and I, I, I framed it by saying, how will you know if you've got it? And you immediately went to the impact it has on the people around you and the people that are affected by your choices, decisions, conversations, et cetera. Right. Absolutely. And so what I'm, what I'm curious about is, you know, just like with anything, like when you're dating somebody and you're in love with somebody, like you can't make someone else happy until you're happy yourself. You're the one making the investment in the time. If someone gets something out of it, hallelujah. Your job, my job, is to be completely authentic and figure this out as we go, you know, wide open chest. What is it that you're after? What is it that I'm after? Well, I feel like I, I you know what, maybe it's, maybe it's reciprocity, reciprocity. Maybe what I'm after is you know, getting fulfillment through people and, and through people's energy and through helping people. Um, you know, there's only so much that you, there's only so much that you can get on your own. There's only so mm. much that you can get from your wife, from your family, the people that you see every day. And mm. I think I have a need. I think I, 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 I have a need for energy. I think I have a need mm. for positivity and, and, and that is reciprocated. Right. So, I think, you know, you learn, I think the twenties were about me. I think the thirties were about me, but a little bit more on, I started to connect about what my decisions, how my decisions and how my actions impact the people that are close to me and the people that aren't close mm. to me. And mm. I started to see, you know, mm. w the responses and the reactions that I would get from, you know, changing my paradigm, you know, continuously and treating people a certain way and managing people and, and, and mentoring people and communicating with people. And I feel like the end of the thirties, I found my voice. I found my real authentic voice that came out naturally, that gave me the ability to articulate my thoughts and communicate feelings to people. And when, when that point came, I started to get, a whole new realm of responses. And hmm. I think those responses, Interesting. And those responses and those relationships hmm. that have been formed in the last two or three years, hmm. I, I, I think have, are some of the, there's more deep connected relationships. Like when I was younger, there was less, but very strong. Now hmm. there's more, that are just as strong and, and just as deep. And I think that's what, for me, that's really nourishing. And that's what I want. I don't want to lose that in my forties. I want to embrace it. Mm. And mm. I, I want to continue and evolve it and figure out what, what is the next step into mm. creating this synergy, you know, this synergetic bubble around you. And uh, see, I love that thought. I love that thought. And I think you're actually saying it really well. So, it, it, you know, if I could ask for the conch to be reversed, you know, like as I'm processing what I'm hearing you say through my lens, 
I think that it's very similar. And what's also true for me is that this format, this, uh, you know, knowing, knowing, knowing that our goal is curation. I don't give a fuck who listens to this. No offense <laughs> if someone happens to catch this later. But you have to understand that I'm not playing to anybody. Right. You know, and, and, and we're, you and I are having basically the same conversation that you and I would be having. Right. And that we've been having for the last three decades. We just want to be able to archive it now. <laughs> we want to be able to archive it. But, you know, there's something else that's there, too. And I want to make sure I don't step over it. Because the, the reason why we're here and we're doing this the way that we're choosing to do this is because I've been noticing something about the conversation. Yeah, as I talk to you right now, it's 2018. And it's, it's funny that in the, in the midst of the depth and breadth and scope of technology that we've never, ever seen or imagined before, as Moore's Law continues to plug along, as Elon Musk, you know, <laughs> freaking launches and lands three rockets, uh, you know, Diego, the reality for me is that the power of the conversation right now is more clear than it's ever been to me before like i'm now convinced that the greatest piece of technology is what we're doing right now i'm convinced that no important needles ever get moved outside of a conversation and so the only thing that is even more interesting than a conversation is what happens when you know the conversation is being recorded because it, it turns on a part of your brain to make sure that you are absolutely on and that you're giving your absolute best. You're not mailing it in. You're not laying it up. This is the best. And you might not always be fired. You know, you might be a two on a, on a Tuesday. But, but the fact of the matter is that you're giving yourself, I'm giving myself the best chance to have a really important and meaningful conversation just by means in the way of the fact that we're having it right here. So if I look back a year into the future fondly on how it went, it would just know that the power of our choice to lay it down here would make sure that it goes as deep as the well can possibly facilitate and that there's going to be some really cool shit that neither of us could have ever imagined just by steeping in to the wisdom of the unknown. I could not have articulated better. And I agree that the, this, this, this means of conversation and, and the fact that we're recording it. Yeah. It's, 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 you got to get that, that, that thought out of the back of your head. So you, we just continue to have the, as in, incredibly deep of conversations as you and I have had for the last 20 years. And that's really the core of, what what I want out of this as well is mm, mm. is is I I want to you know I want to be able to 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 go back and go man I mean I can't tell you how many conversations that you and I have had that I number one come away from and go dude I wish I had that on record man that would be so <laughs> incredible and that I would want to uh, that I I mean I want to also be able to show show people mm. how deep. A, a conversation can go and, mm. and, you know, and, 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 and how 
I feel blessed to be able to have somebody in my life that I'm able to feel comfortable to go deep on these conversations in, in, in life. And, and I think to be, to be honest with you, I think the most, the, the most um, productive kind of epiphanies that I've ever had in my life have come out of you and I talking mm. and you sharing experiences with me and me reflecting on where I was and things that I've gone through, because I think your search, you've always been a couple years ahead of me on your, you know, your just your educational, emotional life search. And you shared some, you know, really pivotal, pivotal, um, you know, books and experiences and, you know, authors and, and techniques that have literally changed my entire life and given me the ability mm. to have some sort of, structure around myself where I, I am able to functionally move forward as opposed mm. to theoretically move forward. So, mm. Mm. you know, I, I agree. I want, you know, I'm excited to, to go into these conversations and, you know, depending on what, what we've dealt with, depending on what's hot in, in life and what's hot in our, in our mind. And that's where the conversation is going to go. And then uh, we'll see where that, we'll see where that all takes us. Well, and I love the thought that, you know, <clears throat> to the time capsule concept, like we spent the first half hour of our first show trying to signpost intentions as best as possible into the unknown, which is impossible and formless to begin with. Uh, a, a deeper understanding as to the, uh, the, the why, you know, the, the, the reason that we've chosen to be here right now, a little bit of background, tiny bit. The only part really that matters is what's happening as we move forward anyway. So I, I'd like to suggest that we, that we get into this. And from here on out, you know, uh, that part's all done, right? So uh, my friends, the 40s, uh, the 40s are for motherfucking doing, right? We, they're for doing and we are doing. So here's, here's, what, here's what, what's coming up for me this morning. I had an inspiration that sort of flashbanged uh, recently, and it has to do with the concept of struggle. And I, I really love to get your take on this because I feel like uh, you know you're a guy who, well, first of all, we've all gone through our own stuff, you know. But but the truth is is that you also have a, I, I'm going to call it an EQ. Like, like an emotional intelligence, like an emotional quotient. Like, that's one of the greatest gifts I think that you possess. Are you being attacked by pterodactyls? <laughs> I just realized I'm standing next to a, a bunch of trees that I... I... <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you know, a, a, an exceptional person in that capacity that you can empathize Oh, I'm sorry. You can sympathize with the things you've experienced, but you can also empathize with the idea of, of the connectivity to the whole emotional ca capacity. And, I, and I've been, I've been kind of hacking at this recently. Uh, you know, been listening to a lot of other people talk about suffering and it's interesting, right? Because it, you know, we were brought up in the, in the, in the days, you know, you know, eighties basically, right. You know, as we were, you know, kids and, into the nineties that like that the whole goal was to not suffer. And I don't know, for all I know, I mean, this could have been forever. The goal, it might be woven into the edges of our DNA, which actually makes us want to always evolve and make things easier and better. And I think that makes sense too. But, 
it seems like just recently, because no one's really struggling that much for food. Well, you know, I'm saying this lovingly, but, you know, as a whole, okay, as a whole, there's still, of course, an unrealistic amount of suffering that goes on even with food. All you'd have to do is go down to your local food bank to see how many people are actually hungry, even in this day and age. But, you know, like the idea that you can walk into a supermarket and all your fucking food is packaged, readied, you know, I don't have to kill the chicken. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like just, yeah. just that whole, I don't want to go, yeah, the whole thing of like how easy it is, you know? And it's like, is that, is that, is that good? You know, like I, like I, I understand the part that is good about it, but let's have a conversation about why it's not. And I think it actually, it plays perfectly into this idea of what the 40s are because if there's a very slippery slope and it's a little dangerous once you get to 40 because usually you start making a couple bucks. You start getting kind of comfy. You start to kind of barricade yourself in and around the home you have and the neighborhood you're in and the friends you have and friends start getting smaller and, you know, the job becomes a little bit more, you know, easy and there's this, there's this regression and slippage to the mean you might back off the gas pedal of your romance. Are you tracking with me on this? Like, I am. Let's, let's, have, let's have a fucking conversation about suffering. And then I want to talk about what to do about it. Yep. So what, what comes up for you? So I think there's obviously levels of suffering, right? There's real suffering that, that are, you know, external factors that you can't control. Losses in family, diseases, health issues, you know. There's that level of suffering, which, you know, you know, thank God, I, I you know, I've, I've been sem- semi-resilient to in my life, you know, but there, there's, there's the uh, kind of the fixed, you know, suffering. And, you know, that's stuff that you have to obviously, you know, you, you, you take the 20s and 30s to really learn, you know, how to deal and operate through that stuff because yeah, but do you though? Yeah, but do you though? Well, but do you though? Because that's a very good point. Like, well, I think what this is what learning to cope with it maybe is, is not the right way to have a relationship with suffering. But I think what happens is I think, you know, what happens when we're younger is we take that suffering, right? The, the uncontrolled. And then we take, we make choices, right? And then you have the, 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 the variable forms of suffering that, are, that occur based off of the decisions that you make, right? And, and I would say for me, you know, 80% of the suffering that I've gone through in the last 20 years were, hmm. were suffering based off of stupid or unthoughtful choices that I've made around, you know, work or made around women and you know, and then when I, when I, when I associate suffering to is anxiety, you know, to me, they're kind of mm. parallel feelings. And, um, and so, you know, what happens is you, you have these different forms of, of suffering and they all kind of bleed into the same well. So now you're just suffering, right? Mm. You're just upset. You're, you're, you're suffering and, and you, you know, you're just, you know, you're not happy. And, you know, I, I, one of the things that have, that had mm. helped had helped me is you know in my mid thirties, probably early thirties, I started to realize that you know the form of suffering was kind of individualized, and there are individual situations that aren't all that are not all one. And when you can learn to separate them, then you can learn to 
minimize the 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 level of intensity that these you know suffering bubbles inside of you have Mm. and you know what happens is you start you know you start to kind of realize that you know shit i'm i'm getting anxiety because i've made these dumb choices i you know i Mm. just i decided to drink and drive and now i'm suffering because i have a dui and Mm. i have my entire life's changed i Mm. I made the choice not to wear a condom and I got so, some girl pregnant and now I'm suffering as a result. And so what I feel like is when we're younger, suffering is we, we, we point fingers at suffering and we point, hmm. we point out to put blame on other, on, on, you know, on, on anything you can except yourself. And there was a point in my life where I was, you know, it might, it might be cliche, but there was a point in my life where I realized that I had way more control over my suffering than Hmm. I was focused on, or I was giving myself credibility on. And once I started to understand that, I started to think about the results that would happen from my choices and go, okay, now if i if i if i if i hook up with this employee right mm, and mm. and and then you know it's it's great for a few days but then people find out and you know and and i i play out the consequences that would happen from that scenario then that starts to force me in the direction of not making a stupid you know mistake that is emotional at that time but can literally bring out a ton of suffering. You know, it's like, you know, the, the, the concept of cheating on your, on your wife or something, you know, like, you know, one, one stupid mistake and succumbing to a random emotion at a random Mm. time, that's usually alcohol related Mm. will literally create suffering for your entire life. Mm. If you love who you're with. Right. Right. So that's the, the thing for me is suffering is there's different there's different lanes of suffering. And when you know what was important for me was being able to go, OK. I, I can't control I can control my resilience. I can control my my emotion around it. I can control how I react to these situations, but I can't control. I can control my response, but I can't control mm. the event. Hmm. Right. I can control the response, which then will help create a better outcome. Hmm. And, you know, I've minimized as a as a result of being able to do to separate feelings and emotions. I've been able to turn suffering into just a stressful situation. Hmm. But that wasn't that wasn't the I wasn't capable of doing that in my twenties and thirties, because your twenties and thirties, you're, you're reactive. You're not responsive, right? To, to situations. Cause suffering comes from situations, situation, suffering is situational, right? Right. Something happens. And then you, your, your, uh, your, um, you're kind of judging what that, what that situation is. And depending on your level of how 
bad or how, you know, or, or how intense that situation is, that's how you're going to respond, how you're going to react to suffering. Right. And then all of a sudden you're, you have, you know, you have, you create suffering in your life. So I guess my point is, is that I think suffering is, is self-inflicted to a certain point. And when you start to understand that you do have control over, you know, the feelings that you have in your life and the emotions that you have in your life, then I think you can, you, you can take suffering and break it down into pieces and then start to attack it and combat it, you know? So I'm not well, sure. You know, you're, you're bringing up a, a, actually a, a really interesting sort of thread on this that I didn't really see coming when I brought it up. And I, and I, I, I suppose that's the, that's the, the genius, you know, of, of the, the conversation element of it. Right. So, so the, what I kind of heard you say was it had a lot more to do with like the concept of self-sabotage and how to deal with like anxiety and the different elements that we, that I definitely am guilty of in the past of, of, of projecting outward when we right. know ultimately, or maybe we eventually get to the realization, uh, let's hope it doesn't take till the 40s, uh, that all of the, the, the situations that exist in your life, good, bad, or otherwise, are exactly the way that we want them to be, whether we want to admit them or not. You know, so that concept of the cheating on the wife stuff, and I mean, that's, it's always, you know, a deeper conversation. You know, it's always like there's right. a, there's like what uh, John Maxwell said, this, the question behind the question. It's, it's rarely ever the question that you're actually asking or the statement that you're actually listening to or the, the, the hurtful thing that someone says. It's always the question behind that question. But right? taking so, the idea of intent and, and analyzing <laughs> the intent before you self-sabotage yourself. Well, and that's an incredible amount of self-awareness. And that's kind of what I said when I, when I, when I tipped the cap to you in the beginning is that I think that's one of your greatest strengths that I've been able to recognize is your emotional intelligence, you know, your ability to be sensitive and to understand that there's an entire world that's happening uh, in parallel to the world that we're all experiencing. And if you can see it through that lens, you're one move ahead of the ultimate chess game, you know? So I, 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 I love that that's the direction you went with that. And I think that the, the pivot that I'm interested in, in, in hearing you uh, play out has more to do with the concept of day-to-day -day stuff, like tactical stuff. Like, for example, it's difficult for me to get to bed at a really early hour, you know, and, and I have all the excuses in the world. Oh, I've got my kids now. Oh, I worked late. Oh, we didn't get to dinner until later. Oh, you know, I want to stay up and enjoy this evening a little bit because I because I deserve it and I work so hard and I don't want the next morning to come too quick. And then next thing you know, you're into the double digit hours. It's 10, it's 11. And it's difficult then suffering to wake up and have an early smart start morning ritual. And then it's difficult when you wake up and have that morning ritual to go right into exercise and to lift things that are heavy or go for a hard run. And then it's difficult to keep on the foot gas pedal of learning. And then it's difficult. Are you tracking with me? Like, yeah, all I these, mean, all these yeah. things are full of struggle and it's what we need or it's what I need to be able to be the person that I want to be in the forties 
and to be the person that I want to be, as you said, to the people that are affected my about my decisions the most and to get to where it is that I want to be so I can feel happy and fulfilled. All those things have to take place. And it all is like an almost healthy, weird addiction to struggle that's going to get it there. And isn't that interesting that that flies almost kind of in the face of, you know, dare we even say almost everything that we were kind of taught from growing up. And that's not totally true because, I, you know, it's not totally true. But you know what I'm saying? You know, so it's like, it's like how, do you, how do you mind that gap so that your foot doesn't touch the third rail? I, I mean... Uh, to what you just said, it's, it's still, it kind of correlates to what I, what I, where I was going, where, where you just, you just basically in, in one run on sentence took one little thing and, and, and mashed it all together into, into 20 things. Right. Mm, so now mm, you're struggling, mm. right mm, now mm. you're, now you're struggling and there's gotta be a couple, there's gotta be a couple pieces to that where if you still do it, that you're not struggling. Right. Mm. Like it, it, for you, it may be drinking your shake in the morning. Like for you, it may be, you know, for example, if I at, at night, right before, you know, before I throw Netflix on or I kind of start to decompress, if I can get a little bit of writing in. Right. If I if I can focus on outside writing outside work and 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 do a little kind of article writing or do do something that that takes away the kind of undertow guilt that I feel when I sit down and throw Netflix on for an hour or two. And, hmm, interesting. and so that helps balance that, that because I still want to do it, but I also don't want to, I don't want to feel that sense of, of wait, that I'm really just wasting time. Cause that's, you know, that's the balance that you with Netflix and, and chilling is, is that you're you're chilling, but you're wasting in a way you're kind of wasting really useful time, you know. So mm. my point, going back to what you were saying, I, I feel like the important thing is to be able to separate when you're feeling a sense of struggle, being able to separate out what the, all these lanes and go, okay, I'm feeling like I'm struggling today. Now, why am I feeling like I'm struggling? Am I feel like I, is it because I didn't get enough sleep? Is it because I'm pissed at myself that I didn't work out? Is it because like, what's the core? Because when they all mash together and you just feel stressed out or struggling or depressed or anxiety and you don't separate those, you are never able to move forward. You're, you're just shooting in the dark every day. And mm. part of, part of, I think part of introspection and part of, of being able to take the forties and to do is being to really it's it's to really analyze yourself right because you know that's you know you, you're the only if 40s are for doing you're the only one that can do so you know you really have to understand what drives you what motivates you what makes you enthusiastic and then what brings you down you know i know if my wife and i have an argument in the morning it will 1 million percent change my productivity for the day if, if 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 we if we have a frustrate if we go to bed upset and wake up and we don't deal with it i am 100 percent struggling right but i know that I, I know that and and i know that when when we're leaving the house and 
there's there's a shitty energy between us. I know that if I if I let it go, then then I'm it's impacting a domino effect through my entire day. It's impacting my performance. It's impacting my relationships. Mm. It's like this hazy hangover that I can't get rid of. Mm. And so does that does that help me change my behavior? Sometimes it does. Sometimes, mm. you know, that that sense when you just want to be like, I love you, let's move forward. But mm. it's you're only able to do that, you know, 15 or 20 percent of the time, knowing how that's going to impact me. Maybe it, it brings me up to 30 or 35 percent of the time. And to be brutally honest with you, it happened this morning. Mm. Right. So I knew that I needed to kind of and I and I have to speak at a luncheon today. Right. Right. So I knew that if I didn't get through it and I didn't figure out how to um, make amends with Chelsea and I, that it was going to what, what was going to happen is I wasn't going to perform at the rate that I was going to perform at. Mm-hmm. Then I was going to be frustrated with myself. And then I was going to maybe blame myself for letting some stupid ass argument affect mm-hmm. my day. Then mm-hmm. I was going to, then I was going to, then I was going to leave there. And the meeting that I was going to have where I was going to go, you know, I, I'm giving somebody a review at four o'clock. Then maybe I would cancel that because I don't feel like I'm in the right state of mind. And then all of a sudden I'm fucking struggling. Right. But what, but what really caused it? That's interesting. What really caused it? One fucking stupid ass argument that was just all about mood. It had nothing to do with reality. It was just all about mood. So the, so for me, I already squashed it. Right. I squashed it a little bit later, like in the, in the morning, but it's now not going to impact me. Mm. And, and what my wife said is good luck today on your, on your luncheon, Mm. you know, crush it. Mm. And I, I was the one that kind of had to, I had to draw that, but, but I also knew I needed it. Mm -hmm. So I know my needs. I know. and, And, you know, obviously some, some of the time, but this was a situation today where I thought about the, the choices. I thought about the outcome. I thought about the, the struggle. I thought about, and I was like, it was like, you see it. And then like all of a sudden you rewind and you change <laughs> that one thing during the day. And then it changes, you know, the butterfly effect mm. where you, you all of a sudden are like, Hey babe, I love you. I, I'm sorry about last night. Give a big hug, give a big kiss, go crush it today there's not going to be a struggle or you don't do it. And then I get home tonight and I'm fucking pissed that I didn't, that I didn't execute the way I wanted to. I'm blaming her for it. And it turns into a, it. That's to me, that's the fucking epitome of divorce. Oh yeah. You know, is, is the ability to not separate the real, the real struggle. And, Hmm. And, and all of a sudden, you know, sometimes you, you get into an argument and you're like, okay, I can't even remember why the fuck we're arguing, hmm. but I know I'm pissed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's because shit just keeps going and there's nobody stepping in front of it going, okay, hmm. I'm not going to let this continue to go. Hmm. So, you know, that, that, you know, and obviously it's all circumstantial, you know, but I, I, I think struggle is, I don't even like the word struggle, you know? 
but I, I I think that you know to 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 bring it back to what you to what you were saying in one of the conversations, you know I think it's it's about like the last the last um, example you gave. You know you gave ten things, but like I said, there's probably two motivating factors that really are really the ones that are going to turn that day into struggle. And it's up to you to figure out what that is, you know? And, and I, I don't know, but if you can't separate it and you can't reflect and you can't, if and, and you can't look at yourself, you know, then that'll never happen. And that's, that, that's in, in, in a way, in my, in my viewpoint, that's how people start to turn their life into just a pure struggle and, and anxiety and stress. And it's like, why are you stressed? I'm just fucking stressed. You know, like yeah. if you can't tell me why you're stressed, then you're probably stressed for the wrong reasons. Right. But if you can, you know, so, you know, that, and I, I mean, obviously this is, this is a rabbit hole of a conversation and, you know, we're not even scratching the surface, but you know, it's something I think about a lot, you know, and I'm, and, and I think it's, it's incredible that you brought up that you brought that up because obviously none, nothing's rehearsed in this and you brought something up that I can totally relate to as of this morning. Yeah. And the good thing for me is that why I'm proud to be in my forties is because doing the work to be able to introspect and reflect without ego or with minimal ego is literally one of the things that has changed my life in work, in business, in relationships. And that to me is a big factor on how you minimize struggle, hmm. you know? Well, so. well, I, and again, I think that what I'm, what I'm kind of distilling down of what I heard you say is it has a lot to do with your emotional intelligence. It has to do with your, your, your self-awareness. And that, that is, is so subtle and at the same time, so powerful. Yeah. Your ability well, to and- even ha- recognize that as a pattern to know that the, the person that's angry at night is the same person that has to go and deliver the, the luncheon. Right. You know, and like most people, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm in no qualified position to say this. So I'll just speak from my own personal experience in the past when I haven't had that level of awareness I don't have the ability of tracking back to its source. Right. And then I turn into that person that's obviously struggling, frustrated, anxious, right. upset. And then you turn to me and say, what's wrong? And it's, I don't know, I'm just stressed. Right. You know, Hence so, our 20s and 30s of, of struggling. Exactly. Right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, so the, the, last, the last like little piece on this before wrapping up our, our first little doohickey here is... That's the struggle that you don't like. That's the struggle that you even said, I don't even like the word. Like, I think you did that damn thing and did it well. I think what I'm interested in talking about uh, is the struggle that you do want. The struggle that you actually need to seek out and look for, knowing that all of the secrets and the magic of open-hearted, complete vulnerability and, and fulfillment 
you know, to throw some more Disney fucking words in there, are usually right behind the letting go of the control that rests inside the struggle. Yep. You know, so it's like, it's for example, go back to my point, like, like lifting weights in the morning is hard for me because, you know, my body's still waking up, you know, and I'm not a spring buck as I used to be. And I'd rather just, you know, go for a walk or lay it up or do something easy and, and getting down underneath a heavy bar is difficult. And I'm going to say things like, oh, but I've got a hard day today. Oh, I need all my energy. When well, in the back of my mind, I know damn well that if I work out, I'm probably going to have more energy during the day. Yep. You know, so, <clears throat> you know, so Wh- there's that other side of struggle, which is the, the forced agenda to do something fucking difficult every day, knowing that right. that in itself is the secret. That's it. That's the answer. That, you just answered the question when you said, what's the good, what's the, what's the nourishing struggle? What's the, what's the struggle that you want to go through? And it's the struggle where, where you see change, right? Where you, where you can look at it and go, okay, like the struggle that I went through this morning and I appreciate you forcing me to talk about it because now I'm really proud of that. Now I'm mm. proud of the fact that I actually was introspective enough to control, not to control, but to impact my day Mm. to know what my needs are, mm. right? And that's the struggle I'm okay with. You know, I'm okay going in and debating with my, with my partners, you know, at this point of our relationship because I know that we're not going to step out of the room until we all feel comfortable with the results. Right. And that didn't used to be it, right? It used to be a fucking struggle, and what I had to start to learn, what we all had to start to learn is we all had to start to identify what is, it, what is bringing us to this struggle point where, where we'll talk and then we'll go three weeks because we don't want to talk to each other again. Right. Right. And then once we ha- were able to analyze that, we were able to make change. And so the struggle is the everyday struggle of communicating clearly enough and being, you know, emotionally um, connected enough and vulnerable enough and to, you know, to be responsive enough to be able to create more of a symphonetic, if that's a word, symphony, symphonetic relationship between you and the people that are around you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that a struggle? Fuck yeah. It's a struggle. Mm -hmm. But you, at the end of the struggle, you can go, man, we, we fucking came together. You know, I, I fucking just went through the hardest, most difficult opening of my entire life. It was a fucking struggle, but it was a struggle that I wouldn't change for the world mm. because of the outcomes, mm. you know? Mm. So it's, it's really, you know, it's really when you go through a struggle, but you are, but you can, you're, you're almost, you're kind of, you're, you're, you're swimming through the struggle, but you end up, you know, at the shore and you're not fucking beat up. Mm. And you're like, I feel stronger. I feel stronger from that fucking swim. I feel stronger from that activity, even though it wasn't, it wasn't fun or it was hard. And the difference of, of, struggle, of, of the struggles that I had in my 30s are there was, there was issues that I had with my dad and, and that he had with me that just 
got literally washed under the bridge, not washed under the bridge, but, but it got suppressed mm. and it never got dealt with until it fucking blew up. And I won't, I would never let that happen again because I'm way more connected to the, the, the actions that I do that will make somebody feel bad or will make me feel bad or, you know, and in the, in my early thirties and late twenties, I didn't fucking care. It's not that I didn't care. I didn't know how to care, you know? So what I was doing more is I was creating struggle for other people when I was younger. That's so that my little. It's so interesting that you frame it that way. I, uh, I, I, I appreciate that you did because I don't know, man. I, I just, I just feel like this is kind of pinging with me right now. And the, uh, the, the fact that we're having this conversation organically, I mean, it's something that I want to continue. Of course, it's not something that's going to be passed out you know, yep. here on episode number one, but, but, uh, but just the awareness for me of knowing that when it becomes uh, uncomfortable, when there's a, right. when there's a response, <coughs> when there's a response that's happening, to be aware of it and instead of me trying to move away from it to at least be courageous enough to have the question of, is this something that I should be leaning into? Right. You know, like that self-awareness thing we talked about, you know, same way of you talking about your experience of the luncheon and the, and, you know, and the, 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 you know, the argument and all that stuff. Like, that that's something that I didn't have in 20 and 30. It's something that I wish I had more of in 40. And, uh, and I appreciate the fact that you gave me a little deeper insight around it. You got it, brother. I can't wait for our next one. Yeah, me too, man. No struggles today or, or, or struggle the fuck out of it. Struggle. Exactly. I was hoping you would say that. (laughs) All right, brother. Love you, man. Okay, dude. All right. Well, until next time. What's what's that? Okay. Until next time. Sooner than I said later. Until next time, then. That was fine. All right, buddy. All right. Kicking stuff up, gang, with my uh, my main Broheim, holding it down in the uh, in the Scottsdale, Arizona desert. Justin Cohen, good old friend of mine. We run a little technical difficulties here kicking off uh, ep one of the podcast because the 40s are for doing. So hopefully you grab a nugget or two, drop some comments, and uh, check the channel for later. We'll uh, catch you next time.